Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit, living in Mary. Lord, we just thank you for the gift of today. We thank you for gathering us in this booth. We ask that you send your Holy Spirit down upon us and all the holy saints and angels in heaven to intercede for us and guide us. Today we especially, um, we thank you for our Heavenly Father, but we also thank you for the gift of our earthly Father here today. Um, So we just thank you, Lord, and we ask that Mother Mary just protect us and put her mantle around us as we say, Hail Mary, full full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I am not your host, Todd Citron. I am the guest today. We have a very special 200th episode uh, to, to bring to you today. Today, my, my sweet three girls and my wife are here to host the show. Jessica Citron. Jessica ba- Citron. Whoa. <laughs> Ashley Citron. How's it going? Emily Citron. That's me. And Jill. Jill Uh, Citron. Hi. All right. All right. With that, um, I will turn the hosting of the show over to my three daughters. All right. I'm going to start us off. Um, I have a very easy question for the first one to just... It's a softball. To get us going. Um, So the first question is, who is your favorite daughter? All right. (laughs) And this is Emily asking this question. Well, Ashley's number one. Always. (laughs) Ashley is known at work as number one. I refer to her as number one because she was born first. But, uh, of course, it's a three-way tie for first, of course, that uh, I, w- I could never, ever, 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 never separate the th- my love for the, my three girls. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love my girls. Uh, you've grown up so fast. You know, uh, I enjoyed coaching all you guys, and, and I'm, I'm watch- watching you become wonderful young little ladies. I'm so proud of y'all. We knew that you were going to have that answer to that first question. So, <laughs> my follow-up, um, what is it like being a dad of three girls? Ooh. I tell you, I'm uh, drowning in the estrogen ocean, I believe is what I I like to say. I am the youngest of six boys, for our listeners that don't know that, and they may have heard me say that. So, you know, uh, the girls are the softer side of of our family, and for me, and I think it's... uh, it's a way for me to stay in contact with my mother. You know, I love I love the girls, and uh, it's made me a better person. No doubt made me a softer person. I enjoyed coaching the girls. I think it's different than coaching boys. And, uh, and I, I, uh, girls, you have to be really patient. And um, But <laughs> I think people will always tell you, you know, as you get older, you always want girls to take care of you when you get older, huh, Jill? And I hope that our girls will be able to take care of us when we get old because we're not old yet. <laughs> getting there, though. All right, so this is Ashley. Um, for those of you who are just listening for the first time, uh, we wanted to ask you, what inspired you to start the Cajun Catholic radio show? Well, um, good question. I have no radio experience, and about four years ago, um, or even longer, I, I had gone to the people who run this station and asked them to get a Catholic radio station. I mean, Acadiana is the center of Catholicism in, in, in the parish and in the state, and I just thought it would be a great idea to feature outstanding Catholics from all over Acadiana, is how we say it. And it's a it's a place where faith meets culture. <clears throat> I never thought I would be the one to host it. Um, uh, you know, there's there so many wonderful people in Acadiana, and I gave it a, a try. And um, 
you know, it's just been a real blessing. It's become a ministry in my life, and um, there's an unlimited amount of guests. There's just just great people. I'm a lifelong Lafayette resident, and uh, I'm a cradle Catholic, and uh, I believe in in our faith. And uh, I hope that shows. I hope that we're able to feature just some wonderful people. And if you're out there listening and you want to be a guest, uh, look me up. Uh, we, we need to get you on the show and have everyone proclaim their faith. All right, this is Jessica, middle daughter. You've talked a lot about your mom on previous episodes. You've already mentioned her today, um, and we know that she means a lot to you. So tell your listeners, who is Marcel Citron, and what does she mean to you, and what would you tell her today? Well, I first want to say, Jessica Citron is having a baby tomorrow, <laughs> if y'all can imagine that. And we're all going to guess what she had, so we can look back at this episode and wonder where we write. So... Uh, she's not going to guess because she won't. I'm but, not But guessing. Emily, what's your guess? Girl. Ashley? Team girl. Jill, come up here. Mm. What do you think? Team girl. Girl? <laughs> wow. A little boy okay, this is way. news Wonderful to me. Too. Yes. You know, we're all pulling for a girl because <clears throat> we have two boys. And uh, <laughs> we we, we'll go for a third boy. We want a healthy baby. But, okay, back to the question. Marcel, uh, just so lucky and blessed to have uh, – someone in my family that has mentored me since I was a kid. Uh, Mom was 40 when I was born. Dad was 43. And uh, I I guess I was raised in in almost a different generation than my friends because my parents were World War II. You know, they were from the greatest generation. Marcel was uh, from New Orleans. Um, They were from Generette originally, the Forche family, but spent a lot of time in New Orleans. And she was old school New Orleans, Ursuline Academy, raised by the nuns. And you know, she instilled a deep faith in me, and I watched it from a distance all growing up. Uh, kind of grew up as an only child. I had five older brothers, but they were a lot older than me. Mom prayed for a girl, always wanted a girl, and um, she got pregnant after my brother Andy, and she was ha- had a little girl, and everyone was so happy, and the little girl died after two weeks. And uh, and 10 years went by, and she had gotten this really bad car accident, and they told her she'd never have children again. And then 10 years later, she got pregnant, and they just knew it was going to be the girl that they never had, and it wasn't. And uh, <laughs> when uh, they all went to the hospital, my grandmother walked in and said, oh, my God, not another little weenie. <laughs> so, you know, that's how that went. So I was kind of hope I was – they were hoping for me to be a girl. But I love my mother. She, um, she, she lives with me every day. She started Food Ned and uh, Faith House and so many organizations in Lafayette. And uh, I miss her every day. She died on March 3rd, uh, I guess about four years ago. And three was her number, so she died on 3-3. And, you know, just uh, we, we talk every day. And uh, I'm proud to say I feel like all the girls, you know, are following in mom's footsteps. I, I look in their eyes and I see my mother all the time, so... That last part of Jess's question, what would you want to tell Marcel today? She did good. You know, um, it was tough to raise six boys. Uh, she knew that. And, She'll be um, canonized pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> she, uh, I just would tell her just I miss her and I love her, you know, and I hope I, I've, I, I wish she could have been around for the radio show because uh, she knows so many of the people that I've had on and I've had you know, some of her friends and, um, this, this, I think she'd have really been proud and would enjoy the show. Uh, I hope so. And, um, so, you know, I wish she could listen. I I hope she is listening. She's listening. Yeah. I think she'd be real proud. Mm -hmm. Okay. So moving into a bit of, um, your personal faith journey. So we want to ask you what your personal daily prayer life looks like. Great question. I love this. I like being on the other side of the mic. Uh, uh, 
So I, I start every day off with a rosary. Um, um, uh, every rosary has a mystery connected to it and a grace, and, um, and I meditate pretty deeply on that. But there are certain things that are, are, are core for, for my rosary. Uh, my intentions. I always pray for the pray for all three of you girls by name. I pray for Jill. For uh, I pray for my parents. I pray for my grandparents. I pray for the deceased members of my family. Uh, I have quite a few intentions with some of my prayer group that that are struggling with cancer, and uh, so I go through a list one one at one at a time, and it's a long list. And uh, I pray for the war in Ukraine to end. I pray for the coronavirus to end, and um, and then finally in the end, I, I pray for our company, and I, I have a deep prayer that that uh, I thank Jesus. I just say I love you so much, and I thank you for the life I, I have, and, uh, and I, I pray often for the radio show. Um, when we do the um, proclamation of the kingdom, that mystery on Thursdays, that's the one for the radio show for me. Like that one is like I want people to have. Uh, uh, hopefully listeners or guests will have a conversion and so the grace of the uh of that mystery the grace of um that it to me is a con- is conversion and so the proclamation of the kingdom is one that's always close to my heart as it pertains to the radio show so speaking of um conversion um you've mentioned your conversion experience before that it happened at Christio. And um, we wanted to know, what is your advice for people who are still waiting for a conversion experience? And do you believe that everyone experiences a specific conversion moment, or is it over time? If I hadn't had a conversion, I would have had one in the, in the duck blind this morning. I hunted with four <laughs> Catholic priests, if you can believe that. I hunted with Father Mike Delcom and the two Palaszczuk brothers and, Fa- and Father Shu. And that was interesting. Did you go uh, to confession in the duck blind? I did not because I didn't know which one to go to confession with. And I didn't want to make anybody jealous. But, um, but uh, you know, we talked a little bit about that in the, in the, in the duck blind, how the Holy Spirit works, you know. Uh, and I don't think everyone has that profound experience. And I think that's okay. I had a guest, uh, a really good guest on the show last week. Um, Eric Clode, and he's a, one of the most spiritual guys I know, and and you know he's not really had that even when he made Crescia, and he's very involved. He he didn't have that wang bang experience. I think it happens for everyone, maybe in little chunks, sometimes in big big pieces. For me, it's I've said this before. You've heard me say that I had like an epiphany, like conversion is like a, a puzzle, and we spend our whole life making a jigsaw puzzle, and one day. One day you put the final piece into that puzzle, and that's your conversion moment, whenever that is in your life. And I feel like when you sin, you pull those puzzle pieces off the, the table. But finally, one day you put that, that piece in, and when you step back from the puzzle, you see an image, and it's the face of Jesus Christ. And when you see that face, and he looks at you face to face, kind of like that Matthew moment, you know, in, in The Chosen, uh, your life changes forever. That conversion moment is where you, you, you go to him forever. And then that puzzle breaks up, and you make a whole new puzzle. And the rest of your life, you're putting pieces in, you're taking them away when you sin, and that's your whole life. And then when you pass away, when you die, that final moment, you put that final piece in that second puzzle, and then you step away, and it's the face of God the Father. You're in the presence of God. That's, that came to me through a lot of prayer. I don't know where that came from, but <laughs> that's, uh, that's my take on it. Yeah, I think Mother Mary would agree that it's very gradual. Like, it's kind of 
the next step like what is the next step I have to take and then at the end of your life you've realized you're at the you're at the top of the staircase and you didn't even realize every single step was a part of the journey I get to come back with a comeback question with y'all have oh. y'all <laughs> felt like you've had a conversion in your lives just a simple yes or no I would say like I just said mine was more gradual like we're cradle Catholics we grew up going to church together every Sunday as a family and so it wasn't ever this like one big moment but like I just said, it's that stair, that staircase and every each step, like doing campus ministry at STM or at Fatima and then going to Christ the King, every little step brought me higher. I uh, think for me, this is Ashley. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, that was Jessica. That was Jessica. Um, this is Ashley, but I think I had that conversion experience. It wasn't a full turnaround, but I think um, it hit me in high school. Um, just being involved in STM campus ministry and we went on a mission trip to Puerto Puerto Rico Rico, um, and that was a very like moment in time for me that I think back to that a lot changed for me from there yeah this is Emily (laughs) Um, I think for me my faith was always there and it was always present in my life the way we were raised Um, But there were specific moments that I can definitely note as like peak moments and highlights of, okay, there's no question in my mind that God is real because of this specific moment, which keeps me, um, I guess like when those times of doubt comes, I can refer back to that knowing like this is real. Um, But for me, it was more of a moment of like allowing myself to be open and to receive. and that's whenever it was like, yeah, I guess more of a conversion. I think for me, I have experienced some of y'all's conversion moments, you know, maybe unbeknownst to you. Uh, I was there when, when Ashley was in Puerto Rico. We went on that mission trip together, and I, I do remember having some very powerful moments. Jess and I went to the Holy Land, and um, where there were some very powerful moments there, you know. And uh, Emily's engaged, and, um, you know, uh, She's the only one I haven't been in the back chamber with right before we walked down the aisle. But I can say that I've experienced that with both of my older daughters. And uh, that for me was, and I feel like for y'all too, just very powerful moments um, where God was, was present. Uh, it's a, it's, 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 it's a heart, your heart drops when those doors open, you know, and you walk down the aisle. But, um, but, it, but, but I tell all the guys that, all the parents, uh, the fathers, I say, there's that one little moment before you go down where you're there with your daughter and maybe the last moment you ever had with her because once she's gone she's gone but it's that one little moment before that's that's the best of life for me Uh, something Mm -hmm. i'll never forget with the two of you it's also the moment where we have to drop our credit card oh yeah well i drop that every day i'm used to dropping that that drops all the time i want to remind our listeners you're listening to cajun catholics today is a very special episode 200 episodes uh just a milestone for us we always joked around the house that on the 200th episode they my kids and my wife would interview me here we are today all right dad we know you love a good cajun catholic story and you and mom are high school sweethearts we've heard this story a thousand times <laughs> how y'all met on the beach and you said she would be your wife um from day one and so i'm gonna ask you what is your favorite thing about mom oh so many i have to pick one <laughs> yes you have to pick one her spaghetti <laughs> we all know that's not true. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, um, one. Wow, I don't know that there there can't be one. I love you, mother, so much. Um, we we are we met at sixteen on the beach in Pensacola, Florida. Uh, both were Lafayette residents. Both going to St. Thomas More. Five days apart in age, and uh, we've just grown up together. And um, I guess 
the one thing I love about Jill is that our our love is timeless. You know, uh, I feel the same way about her today that I did, you know, 40 years ago. And I can say that for all 40 years, it's always been that way. And so, you know, some couples grow apart and when their kids move away, sometimes they divorce, whatever. But, you know, for us, it was never going to be an issue. We love spending time together when we were dating and and we're, we look forward to some many wonderful years as we uh, move into the latter ages of our life. All right. The next question, um, along with, I guess, you and mom being parents, and like we said, Jess is due for her third little one tomorrow, and then, God willing, Ashley and I will be moms one day too. Um, so I want to know what is something that you learned as a parent maybe later on that you wish you would have known earlier? Hmm. I guess patience, you know, I think that um, being a girl dad requires a lot of patience. And my girls and my, my wife tell me all the time that I, I, they think I am patient, I think. And, I'm, and I don't consider myself patient because my family has a long trait of being impatient. And so, you know, um, I think that it's like that with your prayer life. You have to let it come and, and on God's time. And uh, don't be in such a rush. God is speaking to me. Father Mike asked me on the drive home, hey, what's God saying to you today? Definitely slow down. You know, God's saying to me, just slow down a little bit. Um, uh, there's always the Holy Spirit shows me signs. I think it shows all of us signs all day, every day. And we, we just blow right by them, you know. So I think it. Uh, I would my advice for everyone and, and for you y'all when you have your children is slow down and uh, don't be afraid to share your faith with your children I think too I have a regret maybe that we didn't pray as much as a family that uh, we could have or should have you know that's a regret I have but um, I think hopefully we're gonna make up for it (laughs) all right and with that um, just talking about advice what is the best piece of advice that you have ever been given and who gave you that advice Y'all know my favorite is, you know, um, the, the quality of your life is based on the quality of questions that you ask. How's our um, questions? <laughs> how's, our, how's our questions? How's your life? <laughs> Life's good. <laughs> okay, well, they must be good questions. Uh, that's so true. Um, people tell you things every day, all day, and unless you qualify, you know, there's a car business term, you know, you're not going to be successful. You have to ask the right questions, whether it pertains to your faith or your job or um, your relationship with your spouse or your children. Always ask the right questions and be a good listener. You know, I think that's good advice for sure. Uh, In the duck blind today, another one came up and you girls know this when you've heard me through Dale Carnegie. It's the three C's. And it's hard, and uh, I'm, I'm trying to coach those guys up. Uh, but never criticize, condemn, or complain. And I think if you can do that, you'll live a long life, uh, a good life. But it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. All right, Dad, this is Jessica. Um, this may be hard for you because I feel like you have a lot of them. But what do you think is your biggest accomplishment thus far? Hmm. Huh. This one's an easy one. Okay. It's 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 you. It's y'all. It's uh, my greatest accomplishment. You know, I asked Marcel this question one time: who who, who had more accomplishment, accomplishments than her? And she said it was her Catholic faith. You know, it shocked me. You know, she did that for one of y'all's reports at school. And uh, but that's an easy one. You know, it's uh, it's you three girls and mom. I mean, that's my whole life. Uh, I have a lot of things going on outside of the of, of my immediate family. 
but those are the most important things and that's you know when they say to pray don't just pray but plead with god you know that's a real prayer like don't just make it casual but you got to plead and i plead every day for y'all's safety you know and, and for your success that's that's most important to me all right this question is coming from mom she helped us come up with some of these is she gonna <laughs> voice mom, it in, in her voice yeah. can we have her mom? voice on mom come ask your question i can't even reach go ahead what do you mean we'll wait for you come on all right go ahead. Apparently, Emily's going to be her, her, her agent today. <laughs> so the question is, what have been the three happiest times in your life so far? Whoa. Well, that's easy. Ashley, Jessica, and Emily, next question. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Next question. Okay, so I would like to ask, um, what specifically about Catholicism draws you to it in comparison to other Christian faiths? Ooh, I like that question. Good question, Ash. Um, we talked about this this morning in the duck booth, in the duck blind, and in the, in the truck, you know. Um, I think it's important for, for this station and for us, for our show, to, to, to hear other Christians that aren't Catholic. Um, I want to hear uh, how they got where they got and what they believe. And we're all very much the same in many ways, but I'm, I, I don't ever, you never hear me get combative over, you know, their faith. But I'm a strong believer in our faith, and uh, I love, I love, love the Catholic faith because of the Eucharist. Um, I love the richness of of uh, the saints and uh, the history of the popes. But for me, like this one's number one. Like you know, I love my mother, and um, and I'm a girl dad. So Mary, you know, I think I, late as I grow older the relationship with Mary and how Mary uh, has such an uh, integral part of our Catholic faith, that's something that, that is at the forefront of my, of my prayer life today. I think we can all agree that you're definitely on the path to heaven. Um, you work hard every day to do that, and it's very obvious um, from the people that surround you. And so I guess my question is, and I think I know your answer, what is heaven to you? What does it look like? What's there? Um, what do you think it's going to be like? I think I've seen some glimpses in, in dreams. Um, heaven is, and I share this with people, I've said it at some different eulogies, but heaven is your home. It's it's my home. It's my it's my original home in Youngsville. It's my home where you girls grew up when, we, when you were little. It's the home where Jill and I live now. You're going to go back to this very familiar place. It's going to be like you wake up and you're, you're in your own home and you think, wow, am I alive? Am I dead? But it's a, a glorified state, so... You know, there may be a spiral staircase in the house that you, that's not really in your house. That that was my experience, and I, I saw my mother walking down that staircase in my old house. Never had a staircase like that. Um, it's everything's in a glorified state, and uh, that to me is what heaven looks like. And I had this like another epiphany, if you want to say about about the path to heaven. Like you just asked the question, Holy Spirit's moving. Um, Imagine if you didn't know where heaven was or that I did and you didn't, and I could drop you a pen. You know, kids can understand that, right? So every kid would want to say, hey, well, just drop me a pen to heaven. You know, I, I want to know. And, and the thing is, when you get a pen, right, it's easy to get there. You just follow the instructions, you know, listen to the Google Maps. And if they say go left, go left, if they go right. And as long as you're paying attention, you're going to get to heaven. And as long as you're on that path, you're in a state of sanctifying grace. But when you begin to sin, you get off that path, and the, the, the map has to reroute you. 
and that's another part of the epiphany for me is like there are many different ways to get to heaven there are mm-hmm. many paths each person has many paths there's not one way and and it's your way is the best way but it's when your way and god's way is the same that's when you're that's when you're in a state of sanctifying grace sometimes you miss your exit yes you do <laughs> often i miss my exit i guess okay i have a question um following up with that I feel like you are someone that discerns very well and you make decisions very quickly, whereas us three can kind of go back and forth. Like, is this the right decision? We are all indecisive. <laughs> no, Ashley's decisive. She is. Just me and Emily are indecisive. And I've always admired how you can make these quick decisions. For example, he just started this radio show and we were like, wait, are you sure we could start? Like, <laughs> we have our notes in front of us and he's just winging it. Um, but I guess my question is how do you discern in your faith you just kind of touched on it but i guess what are the things that you use to discern the decisions that you need to make mr calvin james showed me um how to you harness the power of the holy spirit and i've had other many other guests that are super holy spirit driven people and that would be that's what i want in my prayer life and and so the holy spirit speaks to me through through doves you know when i see them daily or the number 16 uh, and when, when the Holy Spirit nudges me, it's very profound. It happens all day long. And, you know, I'm looking for it. You know, people say, oh, well, you see it because you're looking. Well, yeah, I am, I am looking forward. And, and um, so I, I, I just I, I manage at work by feel. And uh, my prayer life is also the same way, by feel. And I think there are, like I said, many ways to get to heaven. And so don't be afraid to just roll with it, you know. And so that's, I think, why. Do you second-guess yourself once you make the decision? I think I used to second-guess myself more. I always, you know, reflect on my decisions, for sure. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that nothing that you do is not correctable. So do what you got to do at the moment and let the Holy Spirit lead you. Always be in deep prayer. You always have to be in that state of sanctifying grace. If you're there, you can be okay. And um, make a decision. If it's the wrong one, you fix it later. Yeah, I think that's where my indecisiveness comes in. It's like a fear of making the wrong decision. Same. When in reality, whatever decision you make, God can make it right. Yeah, and you can you can make it right sooner or later. Just a couple of minutes left on the show. We're blowing right through these grilling questions that they're asking <laughs> me. All right, so one last question. Um, what is your hope for the future of Cajun Catholics? It's kind of a multi-part question. What legacy do you hope to leave behind, and how do you hope to be remembered? Mm. Well, uh, I hope we can continue the show. I hope that we, we've had uh, almost four years and 200 episodes. I'm here for as long as they want me. Um, I know there'll be many more wonderful guests, and uh, we've had a great run in the last several weeks, and, um, and the Holy Spirit just sends them to me. And my hope for the future is that we can continue this, and my grand hope would be that someone would come behind me and continue the show. I hope it, I hope it lasts a long time beyond me. I hope that the show uh, continues because there's so many just awesome people in the in Lafayette that need in that and in, in our in our Cajun culture that need to be featured. There's so many. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, uh, just about a minute left on the show. Um, my turn to talk. I've been talking a little bit. Uh, thank you so much for y'all coming today. I love you guys so so much. Uh, just uh, have made me a very happy man uh, throughout my life and uh, look for many more years we can't wait to see what jessica's gonna have tomorrow <laughs> another tuned. little bajeron <laughs> yeah how many kids you gonna have jess well three tomorrow <laughs> all cajun catholics 
They yeah, that's right. They're going to be some Catholics. good Cajun mm-hmm. Catholics. Jill, anything? I just want to say um, how, how proud we all are of you for doing this. And uh, you took that leap of faith, and it's been wonderful. I love you, babe. We love you. All love right. you, Dad. Love you. I like You've been listening to Cajun Catholics. Today's guest was me. Uh, <laughs> that sounds really weird. Uh, again, uh, we always um, challenge you to engage the Cajun Catholic in you. I love you all all so much. And until next time, God bless.